Hey, hey, sisters. Welcome back to another episode here on the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. We are back today with part two of this two-part series with special guest Kiana White, where we are talking all about the Sabbath. So if you've not already listened to part one that came out yesterday, uh, episode 134, please go back and listen to that first because this episode is picking up right where that left off. Are you overwhelmed by your never-ending to-do list? Are you tired of your schedule running you? Do you struggle to find balance or harmony between mom life and everything else that you have on your heart and on your plate? If you're here, you're likely a busy mama wearing multiple hats, the most important of which being child of God and mom simultaneously. You desire to live more intentionally, striving to be a good steward of all the gifts that God has given you, and you want more productively peaceful days. Welcome to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, Jesus freak, mom blessed by adoption, wife, wonderluster, and your intentional living and biblical mindset coach. On this podcast, you will find abundant motherhood solutions that will set you free from the chaos, overwhelm, that never-ending to-do list, and help you create a schedule that actually works for you and your family. My mission is to help busy mamas just like you establish faithful foundations, live from purposeful priorities, and master your motherhood mindset. If you're here, you're ready to say yes to intentional, productive, and peaceful days in Jesus. So grab your cold brew and your planner or strap those kiddos into the car seat and let's jump into today's episode. You know, and if you look at the Ten Commandments broken apart, the first four have to do with your relationship with God. The second half, the last six have to do with our relationship with each other. They're all equally important. But those first four have everything to do with how we interact with God. And the Sabbath is right there in the middle of it. Right. Man, I love that. I love that you had pointed out, um, like even from creation, like Adam and Eve, the first thing. And I've heard someone talk about this and it just really stood out to me that like, you know, God created the heavens and the earth and the birds and the fish and, you know, all the land animals. And then he created Adam and then he created Eve and then rested. Yeah. And so it's like, it was actually their like first day, right. They were created Correct. and then bam, we're going into a day of rest mm. and, and just this idea and this flip of like, you know, God worked to create all of this for us and then rested. But I've heard it said too, that Adam and Eve were created and then they rested. And then their job was to go out and like subdue and multiply and, And so I just think that's really cool is like, I've taken on this philosophy of showing up and working from that place of rest instead Mm. of, but then also, you know, it's kind of like a half a week, a half a week where it's like, you show up with that fire to like work from that place of rest that you just came from. But then usually about midweek, you're like, oh, Sabbath is coming. Like I cannot wait to rest from this work. (laughs) And so it is like kind of both. Right. But, um, I love that you pointed it out from the beginning. Like it's not just for um, the Israelites. It's not just for the Jewish people. Like it is for everyone. And, and I love that you pointed out the remember, like, yeah, remember this is important. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, 
Super cool. I love that. And so what is it, what does the Sabbath look like for you? I know you've talked a lot about Saturday. Do you want to dig mm-hmm. any more into that? Because, yeah. um, I'll, I'll be honest, this is still something that I really struggle with because my husband's career, like he's not like, he cannot have Saturdays off and, and, you know, being in the military too, there's a lot of times where it was like, you can't have Saturdays off of work. And so how do you honor this to not do any work, but, and so for us, like right now, our Sabbath is on Thursdays because that's one of his days off. And it's this day that we have set apart. It is different. It is focused on the Lord. It is focused on resting. Um, but like, I've come to this place where it's like, and I know that there are people who are like, they are the Sunday Christians, right? That's the day mm-hmm. that they go to church. It's, it's a huge, you know, population of Christianity that Sundays are the church day. So Sundays, they just automatically associate with their Sabbath. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of, a lot of Sunday church goers are similar to you. They're like skipping over the fact that it is a Sabbath. It's just like Sundays we go to church and then we come home and take a nap or whatever else. Like Sunday is a thing, but is it really like honoring the Sabbath? And so I've heard people talk about, um, like Sabbath is like in Spanish, you know, Sabado is Saturday is Sabbath. And like that, that, specifically like Saturday in a lot of languages translates to Sabbath or something in, in along those lines. But, um, do you want to dig any more into that of like, yeah, yeah, I would love to, yeah. to hear it's, what you have it's to a share. really good topic to talk about because there's so much historical, like pretext to why things are the way they are right now. Um, there, there, there's a, point in time where, um, Emperor Constantine changed the day of worship, right. From Saturday to Sunday, it was never ordained by God. It was changed by man. Um, which clearly we know, like man doesn't have the ability to change God's laws. God's laws are what they are. We don't get to just change them. Um, now most Christians just aren't even aware of that. And I think that we're so fortunate that God winks in our ignorance and he doesn't you know, hold us to something that we don't know. Um, but at the same time, I think the knowledge is right here in the book that we read every week. So there is a level of accountability that we have in this process as well. Um, and I, there's a lot of conversation in the Christian world, obviously about, do we have to keep Saturday? Can we keep any day? Um, and I, I think it's such an honest place where people come from. And so I, you know, I never judge anybody for being in that position because just with my process of coming to like how I do things now, it, it it's a journey. It's a process. And the Lord is so, mm-hmm. he's so patient with us. Right. And we're so fortunate for that. Um, but at the end of the day, we have to go by the word of God. Right. And we can't make anything holy. And the Lord made the seventh day holy. Like he literally made it holy. We can't just decide we want to keep another day holy. Because at the end of the day, Saturday is still his day. It's still holy. So while we, you know, might have to, like, we think we're adjusting and, you know, oh, it's good we're keeping this day. It is a place to start 100% because we can see our heart changes happening. Um, But to fail to recognize that he has put this one day aside and it is a day that he chose and he gets to make the rules. We don't like we it's his rules. He, he, he determines what's right. He determines what's the law. He determines all of this and. We don't get to just change it. Um, 
and it is a struggle with our jobs and these different things. And, you know, being in America, we're, we're very blessed at this time. I think in the future, we might not be in the same time that we're in right now. Mm. Um, but we do have religious protections in this country. And I think that it comes down to a lot of trust in God. I'm working on the Sabbath right now. Lord, how do I not work on the Sabbath? I'm trusting you to help me work this thing out and appealing to an employer. Like, you know what? This is, this is my faith now. Like I, I need this to be adjusted and just having the faith that God will make it happen. Um, Because one thing I've learned is when you, when you are trying to honor his will Um, he always, if you have to like give up something, he always gives you something to replace it. That's even better than the thing that you gave up because God is just so much more fantastic than anything else that we can have here. Um, you know, he, he owns everything he owns, you know, everything. So how is it not possible for him to make these things work? Um, So again, I think, you know, people who keep different days, I do truly believe that people are coming from an honest place. But at the end of the day, God made one day holy and it is his day that he chose and we don't have the right to, ch- to change it. Like our anniversaries are on one day. Imagine if we're just like, eh, I don't want to, that's not our anniversary. I don't want to observe on that day. Like you could do another day, but at the end of the day, your anniversary is still that day. And how much less important is our anniversary than, you know, a holy day that God literally set aside for us to enjoy as a commemoration of the work that he did in creating us. Um, even Jesus, think about Jesus dying on the cross, right? Jesus died. It's th- it's three days sometimes confuses people because Jesus died on Friday evening, right before the sunset. And in, in technical time is sundown to sunup or sundown to sundown. So Jesus died on Friday before sundown on Friday before prep, because it, tell, it tells you in scripture that this is preparation day, which is the day that the, that people used to prepare for the Sabbath goes all the way back to the children of Israel when they were in wandering in the desert and there was manna that came down from the sky. They gathered twice as much on Friday in preparation for the Sabbath because no manna is coming to you on the Sabbath because you need to be resting and not working. So Jesus died on Friday, preparation day, right? Even Christ in his sacrifice rested on the Sabbath. (laughs) And then he rose on Sunday, which would have probably technically been what we would consider Saturday night. But it was technically Sunday because if we're going by sundown, so he rested during Saturday, died on Friday, rested Saturday and rose on Sunday. And that's the day where he met Mary Magdalene as a risen savior. And so even Christ in his sacrifice rested on the Sabbath. With I, ju- I just find that so fantastic. I'm like, even God in his sacrifice observed his holy law. Wow. It's beautiful the way that you just put that. And like I, this leads me to, to talk about, cause I know I've heard this about Constantine, you know, changing, changing the Sabbath, but then I also know so much about history and like, you know, months being added to the calendar from different Roman, you know, emperors or whatever else. And, and so it leads me to always question of like, like what is God's calendar and mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing that's been difficult for me to reconcile is like, obviously he has the sixth day and the seventh day. Like that's cl- very clear. But then I've seen, you know, I mean, living in England, even right. A lot of times their calendars that are printed out, they start on, on Monday and oh, then, Monday, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then Sunday is like the seventh day on the actual like calendar spread. And so 
Like, I think all kinds of things like that just make it even more confusing. And so it's like, well, where does it say that God's calendar starts like Sunday is day one and, Mm -hmm. and Saturday is day seven, or like, do you have any more information to share just for people who may be having the same questions that I've had for a while? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's such a valid point because we've seen time like that change all throughout history. It's such a great point. And, um, honestly, Who's the best record keepers of this? It's the, it's the Jewish people like months may have changed and all that kind of stuff, but days of the week have never changed. And you can go back through history and see how they've continued to, to observe the same seven day cycle since the beginning of time. That was the beautiful thing about back then we have the Bible, right? We have like this written thing. They didn't have the same thing that we have now that we can like look at in hindsight. They, everything that they knew and that they taught and that they live was passed down through word of mouth and record keeping and all these different things. And you can trace back. If you just use Jewish history, you can trace back and see that while, you know, days have been added to months or whatever the case may be days of the week. And that rolling seven day cycle has never changed. It's never changed. And like you said, languages acknowledge that as well. There's several languages that acknowledge that. Right. Just in the root of the word. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it's interesting because if you, there's some Catholic readings and this is not, I want to make it clear. This is not a knock on the Catholic church, right? This is just coming from history and things, things took place. And there's been, um, there's some Catholic writings where they literally ask them, you know, what, what day, you know, is, is the day of the week, right? Um, there is a, reading from reading from this thing. Cause I, I brought it with me, but there's a, uh, I think it's a book or a pamphlet or something. It's called faith of our fathers. And, um, it says you may read the Bible from Genesis to revelation, and you will not find a single line authorizing the sanctification of Sunday. The scriptures enforce the religious observance of Saturday. This is literally from their own writings. Um, and then there's another one from Lutheran the Lutheran church, it says the observance of the Lord's day Sunday is founded not on any command by God, but on the authority of the church. So even the people who kind of made this transition acknowledge in their own writings, there's pretty much no reason for Christians to be observing Sunday. Like you're doing it because we're telling you to not because God ordained anything. Right. It's like, it's not, it's not from God. It's for the church. (laughs) Right. Because there's over 250 verses in the Bible that tell us to keep the seventh day and not one verse. You won't find a verse anywhere that tells you to keep the first day of the week. There's some arguments that um, there's some parts. I think it's an Acts where the disciples had come together and they were uh, breaking bread on the first day. If you study it out historically, essentially what had happened was they were already studying with the Gentiles on the Sabbath and the sunset. And it became the first day. So they, it was just a continuation of what they were already doing on the Sabbath. They were, they were studying with the Gentiles on the Sabbath, on the seventh day, on Saturday. And that's what they did. That was their custom. It was Jesus's custom as well. He went to synagogue on the Sabbath. So nothing, there's nowhere in scripture you can find. There's nothing that tells us, you think Jesus would have made it pretty clear. Like, Hey, I want you to now observe my resurrection day as the day uh, you know, the Sabbath has changed mm. and it's now on my resurrection day. You'd think that'd be right. an important point he'd make if that's the law is so unbreakable that he literally had to die because we transgressed the law. 
Hmm. It's so unchangeable that he had to sacrifice himself because we broke it. And there had to be the only way to pay for sins is through the remission of blood. And Jesus was selfless enough to give us his blood, right? To, to allow us to have that freedom from the penalty of our sins, which is death. And it's so binding that he had to die for it. Like you think he'd just change it. You know what I mean? And right. he wouldn't have to die. Right. Yeah. Wow. You've given me a lot to think about. I've got a lot of notes here. I I'm, <laughs> I've got some research to do. Right. Um, but I want to know what does it look like to keep the Sabbath? Like to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Hmm. What does that look like for you and your family? You know, I think it looks different for a lot of people. Um, and you know, I, there's a lot of discussion that can go on of who's doing it right and who's not doing it right, right. and all these different things. Uh, and you I know, definitely you have... don't want to get into that, right? No, like what's you, right you... and what's wrong. But I'm like, I know what ours looks like. I've had a, I have a couple of friends that honor the Sabbath, and I know what theirs looks like. And so, mm-hmm. um, I'm just curious and like shining some light on what could it look like. What it, what does yeah. it look like for you? So we use electricity because it's not against the law to use electricity. Right. Uh, so we, we don't, because there's, there's some, obviously some, some old kind of Jewish customs that are still practiced. Right. Um, which were over and above what the Sabbath requirement was, which is why Jesus used to admonish them for putting all these extra rules because it wasn't necessary. It was never what his intention was. Um, so yeah, we'll flush the toilet and use electricity. Um, but Friday, you know, we prepare and it becomes difficult when you're working And so sometimes I have to use Thursday night to prepare because if I'm getting home from work and it's already the Sabbath, when I arrive home, my ideal work schedule would be Sunday through Thursday. That way I was off on the preparation day. Um, But it's not how life works all the time. So Friday, you just make sure you're prepared. So uh, every, all the cleaning has been done. Bathrooms are clean. Everything's vacuumed. Um, You know, dishes are, are done. Um, Some, if I was, Ideally, I would actually even love to have food for the next day prepared. I'm not there yet. I'm not doing that yet. And I would love to do that because I think that even enhances that next day even more that literally everything is done the night before. I know some people who pick out their church clothes the night before and and iron them and have them prepared and they'll bathe right before the Sabbath. So like they're totally clean when the Sabbath rolls in um, at sundown. So there's, there's, you know, there's some things that I would personally still like to improve on as well, but at minimum, what we make sure is done is the cleaning. Um, and we, we also just kind of like are prepared to welcome in the Sabbath. We don't want to just be like, okay, well, let's turn off the show that we're watching like 30 seconds before the official sundown hits. Like we like to, to go into the Sabbath, like with either a prayer or a reading or, um, you know, singing something or, Something like that. If you're a musical family, that's super awesome. We are not, so we try our best to <laughs> sing a little little hymn or something. But, um, but at minimum, we'll you know read something and, and usher it in. Um, and then the next day, you know, we, we we're at church, so we go fellowship with the brethren as we're instructed to do. Don't neglect the the coming together one to another. Strengthened, you know, people around by people around you who share share the faith. Um, and then you know when we come home, we now it's a little bit different because we live somewhere we don't know anybody. So our days look a little bit different right now. So we just moved. Um, so we like to spend our afternoons here together. We'll have have some food. If it's a nice day out, we love to go on like Sabbath walks. We'll get outside, be in nature, which I'm pretty certain Adam and Eve did the same. They just had this amazing world around them created. And now they get to go explore it, right? 
they weren't, you know, harvesting and pulling weeds and all this stuff, but they were just in nature, enjoying animals and all the different things. You can learn so much about God from nature. Um, so we love doing walks back when we were in our last place before we moved and we had people that we knew, uh, we'd fellowship, you know, go have lunch at people's houses, or it's a great time to visit someone who might be in the hospital or visit someone who's, you know, shut in and can't make it to church or call your family back home. And, um, you know, connect with people, encourage them through scripture, pray with them. You know, it's just life is so busy. There's so much that we don't do during our work week, connecting with people and visiting people and even spending time with our own spouses and our kids. Life is so hectic. So what a blessing that God has given us this day where he's literally like, Hey, don't do any work. Like you get a day off from housework. I mean, obviously if you're a parent, you, there's still things you're going to have to do. It just is what it is. Right. Um, but those things that you're literally burdened with all week long, he's like, set them aside and just enjoy this day, spend time with me, read my word, like all these things that you're typically distracted from during distracted with during the week, they all get to go away. And you just have 24 hours to just spend with him and your family and people in your church or people in the community, different things you can do, you know, that you don't have time for during the week. And it's such a blessing. I've saved money because I'm not at the mall on Saturdays anymore. I'm not eating out, you know, so financially it's been a benefit. It's just, it's such a blessing in so many different ways. Right. Oh, I love it. I so agree. Like that's, uh, uh, we've done a lot of like the prep work, you know, just like you're saying, um, not always cooking meals or anything like that, but you know, all the house is cleaned and it's mm -hmm. the cleanest time you will ever see our house is if you show up at the beginning of Sabbath, because then <laughs> usually by the time it's done with little kids and a dog, like there's toys everywhere. The sink is full of dishes, you know, by the end of the day, yeah. but, um, it is a time when we're, when we are able to just connect deeper with the Lord, connect deeper with our family. And, and like you said, set aside those things that, distract us all throughout the week or the things that, you know, keep us in the hustle. And, mm -hmm. um, I think productivity is the thing that I've really been trying to cease from on the Sabbath because I can yeah. be hyperproductive. Like, well, if I'm doing this one day I shared, um, we were making pancakes and I'm like, well, I can just get another box of pancakes out and just make a bunch of pancakes right now. And, um, and then I'm like, no, that's just going to take a bunch of time. It's going to keep me in the mm -hmm. kitchen for longer. And it's going to keep me away from my kids and my husband and, you know, like, like connecting, like we really want to on that day. I can bulk yeah. my pancakes a different day. A different that's day. That's one of right. the things Absolutely. that I would normally like do. So yeah, um, I love that. I love all that you've shared and just like a great day to call family back home or visit people in the hospital and, and fellowship with friends or go for a walk out in creation and all really amazing, really amazing mm -hmm. things. So it's always cool. lawful to do good on the Sabbath, always lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Yeah, you know, it is. And, but if it's something that can wait for another day, then wait for another day. But you know, sometimes things happen. Like there's a parable in there, the story in the Bible about, you know, if your ox falls in a ditch, you're not just going to leave it there. Like you've got to take care of it. Like it's a necessity, you know, but right. if it's something that can wait till tomorrow, then let it wait till tomorrow. Obviously you still have to attend the things that are necessary. People are, the pastor's working on the Sabbath. Like these are things that need to be done on the Sabbath. You know, obviously we have to have doctors and police officers and these things. There's jobs that require working people. Um, I do know some healthcare workers or people that work in those industries where they do work on the Sabbath and they actually, they, they 
tithe their salary for that day. And they just make a sacrifice and they, because they do try to work it out where they don't have to work on the Sabbath, but we need people, police officers, medical people, we need them all the time. So people that I know who are Sabbath keepers who work in those industries where they can't get out of it, they, they, they tie their money, the whole thing on the Sabbath and just give it completely to God, which is such a sacrifice. I'm like, wow, I just personally try to change my work day. Cause I don't know <laughs> if I could come off of that much money, right. but I, you know, I respect that, that heart that they have for, you know, what they're trying to do, um, so much. So yeah, it's always, always good to do those good things on the Sabbath that we don't really have time for during the week. Right. Well, this has been an incredibly powerful conversation. Um, I know, like I had mentioned at the beginning, Kiana, when I think of you, it's faith and health. And so, um, we didn't really have a lot of time today to talk about the health aspect, but I know, uh, you're a beach body coach. You're always have been sharing workouts and, um, motivation, encouragement, and everything like that towards health and moving your body. And so do you want to speak just briefly about that and like where people can find you to connect if they want to get your scripture every morning or, um, learn more about, about health? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I am a Beachbody coach. I've been a Beachbody coach for long time, eight years. Um, and really I just, it, it's just a passion project. I, I don't have an amazingly huge, some of these people are making millions of dollars. That's not me. I'm, I just do it because I really love working with people and I love sharing and it's my lifestyle anyways. And it keeps me accountable too, which I love. So, right. uh, but yeah, I, you know, I help people from anywhere they are, which is a great thing about the style of, of, you know, work that, that I do through this um, system and allows people to have you know, a system of nutrition and fitness and things that they can do right from their home. Um, I work with a lot of moms because they're busy and they can't get to the gym and they have no idea what the heck they're doing. So now they have, you know, a preset format to follow and lots of nutritional, you know, content. Um, I run a private group on Facebook where I plug all my clients into. So they have my support daily kind of activities that are in there just to keep them engaged. Um, and it's, it's great. I've worked with some of these, some of these ladies for, you know, the whole entire time, eight years. So it's a great community wow. that we have. Um, uh, people can find me on Facebook, uh, Kiana white on Facebook. Um, I don't think there's many of me. I think I might be the only one on there. <laughs> um, I'm also on Instagram, uh, Kiana 11, um, is my handle on Instagram. And I post a lot there as well. My scriptures found on Facebook, but my scripture image is found on Instagram stories. So if you find me on Instagram, you'll see it. Uh, but yeah, I just, I try to just give a lot of value there. Um, I, you know, I'm going through my own health setback right now that I, um, am navigating a new path. I'm getting a hip replacement done later this year and I've completely had to change how I move my body. And it's, it's been a very difficult season for someone who's extremely active and I'm only 39 years old to be going through this right now is interesting. Um, but I'm praying that the Lord will allow me to learn something from it that I can then give back helping people that can't move the same way. I'm going through it right now and learning it firsthand. So um, that'll be coming up later this year. And that'll be a whole new set of, of, Ooh, new, new, whole new journey. I have to navigate and hopefully I'll have some good, valuable stuff to share along the way. <laughs> wow. I had no idea. So I'll definitely be praying for that. And Thanks. you guys, I will drop all of her social links in the show notes. So you guys will have that. You can just scroll down and click. And, um, just again, Kiana, thank you so much for being here and sharing your heart and, and just the way, the way that you've shared, I've been so blessed by, because it's been, it's been very encouraging, very convicting. And, um, just the way that you've shared with love, but like, um, faith and believing, like you're sharing from a place of like, you believe it and you live it. And, and that's been really, 
really sweet for my soul today. So thank you so much. I hope you have a blessed day and um, same to all the listeners. God bless you all. Hey, hey, friends. I hope this episode blessed you today. And if it has, do not hesitate to share it with a friend or share it on your socials. You never know who else would benefit from this episode. Also, I would love more than anything if you would scroll down and leave me a five-star and written review right here on Apple Podcasts. I read every single one of them and they mean so much to me. And if you're not already, don't hesitate to jump into the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus community where we'll continue talking about this episode and more. Thank you.